This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I am deeply disturbed by something that Elon Musk has started on Twitter. Yesterday, one by one, he began banning major accounts, accounts with hundreds of thousands, even millions of followers from CNN, from the New York Times, from the Washington Post, from Mashable, from um, my former uh, place of employment, The Intercept. And these were mainly tech journalists who were on the Elon Musk beat. Banned, many of them even have accounts saying that they are permanently banned from the platform. It is a deeply disturbing provocation and escalation of what it means to have a filthy rich billionaire owning Twitter. All while he talks about right-wing accounts that should have never been banned from the platform. It's, it's certainly a sign of things to come there on Twitter, but I think it's actually a sign of something even worse than that. Let me unpack and explain it. Glad to be back. This is Sean King, and you're listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the, the Breakdown. The the, the, the Breakdown. When Elon Musk said that he wanted to buy Twitter, he said he wanted to buy Twitter for two primary reasons. He said he wanted to buy Twitter because he is what he calls himself a free speech absolutist. He is not a free speech absolutist. Very few people are actually free speech absolutists. That is to say, he believes all speech should be allowed at all times. That's what a free speech absolutist is. First, let me say, Really, the only people that advocate for something like free speech absolutism typically are rich white men who are not targeted by hate speech or violent death threats. So the types of people that say, hey, I'm a free speech absolutist tend to be people who themselves aren't targeted by hate speech and who come from groups of people that aren't targeted by hate speech. But he said he wanted to purchase Twitter because he's a free speech absolutist. And that Twitter is what he called the town square of the world, that everybody should be allowed to speak whatever they're thinking, because this is the de facto. This is the real place where the world comes to talk. And with those two goals, noble or otherwise, I'm, I'm not even here to critique them. With those two goals, he said, I'm going to make this space a space for all free speech. And I'm going to make this space a place that is a true town square where all leaders, where all government officials, where everybody from all walks of life 
come and talk about whatever they want to talk about, whether you like it or not. And here we are. The purchase of Twitter has gone through. Elon Musk owns Twitter. And he is beginning to ban accounts. So much for free speech absolutism. He is beginning to ban accounts that are covering him. There has been an account online uh, on Twitter called ElonJet. And you might not have known this, but all flight information for all airplanes, including Air Force One and others, uh, all flight information for all airplanes shows where flights are taking off and landing, including when Elon Musk gets on his own private jet it shows when he takes off and where he lands. And even when he purchased Twitter, he literally wrote a tweet saying, to show you how much I believe in free speech and how much I want Twitter to be a town square, I'm even going to allow the account, which is managed by a 20-year-old kid, I'm even going to allow the account Elon Jet to continue. Well, the first account that appeared to be banned yesterday was Elon Jet. And then any major Twitter account from journalists that covered the ban of the Elon Jet account, he banned them as well. So, again, mind you, everything on the Elon Jet account is publicly available information. And Elon Musk himself promised that he would not ban the account. Then he banned the account. Then he banned, then he banned rather, accounts from the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, Mashable, The Intercept, others, other independent journalists, major accounts that are incredibly influential on politics, on tech issues, on current affairs, banned, many of them saying they were permanently suspended, all without a real explanation, because these accounts were not sharing Elon Musk's location, which again was publicly available flight information. They weren't sharing that. They were reporting on the fact that the Elon Jet account had been suspended. But here's the thing. This is now a private company, and Elon Musk has decided he'll do what he wants, even if it violates his pledge for it to be a place for all free speech, free speech absolutism. Now he's saying that he was doxxed. It's like, I, I don't think you were doxxed by the CNN reporters, by the New York Times reporters, by the Washington Post reporters, the Intercept reporters. He banned my friend and former colleague, Michael Lee. Like, Michael Lee is an elite tech journalist. One of the most important tech journalists in the world. Like, no, no. This man would never dox anybody. Not Elon Musk. Not me. Not you. None of, none of those accounts doxed Elon Musk. And listen, I don't support doxing. As you all know, someone shared my family's home. And before we knew it, we had white supremacists and strangers showing up at our house. It was terrifying. So no, I don't want anyone to be doxxed. But this was an opportunity for Elon Musk 
to suspend and ban accounts that were critical of him. Right after the break, we'll have some quick words from some of our sponsors, but I'm going to tell you what I think this is a sign of, not just on Twitter, but in political discourse altogether. I'm, I'm actually very, very disturbed. I'll be right back. What we saw on social media last night with the banning of these major accounts from Twitter and the Washington Post, the New York Times and CNN, what we learned is that Elon Musk will ban whoever he feels like banning. He will remove whoever he feels like moving. He will say out of one side of his mouth, I'm for all free speech. And out of the other side of his mouth, he will ban anybody that he thinks is getting in the way of his own personal life because he has restored accounts back to social media that have doxed people. And he brought them back almost exclusively conservatives that have shared all types of private information about people, including myself. What is clear to me is that Twitter is absolutely no longer a reliable place, no longer a safe place for you to guarantee that if you go there and critique or follow or report on Elon Musk or anybody that he feels frustrated with at any given point in time, that he may ban you, ban your colleagues, ban your organization just because he feels like it. And he basically went on a banning spree last night. Some people were calling it the Thursday Night Massacre, where essential accounts that did not violate Twitter's terms of service were banned. All while Elon Musk reports on how frustrated he is that conservatives, including Donald Trump and others, that repeatedly violated Twitter's terms of services, that they were banned. It's all a joke. And I think what we're seeing is that Elon Musk is fully willing to weaponize his ownership and his power to immediately make free speech difficult. He's not a free speech absolutist. That was always a lie. It, is, it was clearly a lie. He is not open to Twitter becoming this town square. He just banned more journalists from more mainstream outlets than we've ever seen on one day in the history of the platform. This has never happened on social media at all. There has never been a day in the history of social media where reporters from CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, The Intercept and others have all been banned. This has never happened. And it can be nothing but a sign of things to come. It will have an enormous chilling effect on what people actually think they can say on the platform. Because people don't want to be banned. Like, I don't care. Like, it means, Twitter itself means much less to me now in my life and career, but it's an important place where people share information. And here's the thing. When the primary owners and investors of Twitter sold this to Elon Musk, 
Everybody I know was saying that this was going to be a nightmare. And they sold it anyways. And here we are. Deeply, deeply disturbing thing. I have no idea how Elon Musk is using Twitter to look at our information. They've already shared screenshots and other things suggesting that they are looking at people's private messages. Um, I'm concerned. Yeah, I don't think it's safe for any of us to be on that. We should assume that Elon Musk and other executives are fully willing to make new rules, new policies that fit them, that none of our information is truly, sincerely private, and that he will weaponize this platform against us in any way he can. Listen, I love and appreciate all of you. I appreciate the support you've given me. I'm still recovering from a surgical procedure I had on my neck earlier this week. I'm actually in a great deal of pain this morning, but wanted to make sure I came down here and recorded this episode because I am. I'm, I'm concerned that this platform is actually going to devolve further into something deeply disturbing. I truly believe it. Listen, if you're not yet a member of the North Star, if you're not a member that's donating, please go to thenorthstar.com, become a member today. You can gift a membership to a friend or family member for as little as eight bucks. And it underwrites not only the cost of this podcast, but the cost of the editing, the production, the cost of our website and our writers and editors and everything else. We need your support. Go now to thenorthstar.com and become a member today. And I'll be right back here on Monday. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom.